We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Welcome, Emily Rolf, to the podcast. Thank you. 15th place in the CrossFit Games this year? Correct. So my our friend or someone, I assume all Canadians know each other, um, Pete Shaw introduced you know us to each other and you know I was I was digging into you obviously getting to know who you were and finding out some information but perhaps the most important and novel thing about you is that you have a full-time job in radiology but somehow find the time to train for the games and correct me if I'm wrong but you can have some extremely long shifts in that world Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of job that you can't, you can't leave a hospital unattended, basically. So if someone doesn't show up or someone's unexpectedly sick and there's no one to cover, like you, you can't just peace out. <laughs> you got to stay. So that's happened to me a couple of times. What's the most stressed you've been about? Like my shift ends at 10 or whatever time. And like, I was going to eat. I was going to train. I was going to go to sleep. And this lady's calling in with a cold and now I have to stay. Like, what's the, what's the worst that's looked like? Yeah. You don't want to get on my bed. Like, don't do that. (laughs) I'm a bit of a panic situation there. You're right. Like either I need to go get a workout in or I'm working a late shift and I need to get my sleep because the next day, you know, I have training and yeah, I remember once I worked a day shift and then I had to stay all night and it was, I'm overdramatic, but I feel like it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> do you, but do you have overnight shifts at times? Yeah. So, so I've, I've kind of, um, I'm lucky that I've kind of moved up in this seniority ladder that I've been able to avoid night shifts for probably the last year now. Oh, wow. Um, okay. That's important. But before that, I was working quite a bit of nights. So, you know, we had Patrick Vellner on not too long ago, and he obviously has his career also, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the same industry or similar industry and i i asked him like what keeps him motivated to train because you have a career like you don't need this like yeah but this is what i love to do like this is my passion like (laughs) so then let me ask you the opposite way what keeps you in radiology i think i mean i enjoy my job too like i'd be lying if i said i didn't um i like i like to help people i like to feel kind of like a purpose um something else other than CrossFit and yeah it's it's like a different group my work friends are not my gym friends like it's nice to kind of be out of the gym um not be thinking about training all the time it really puts my mind somewhere else which is nice do do your colleagues understand it (laughs) they had the games playing all day (laughs) on on um like games weekend (laughs) and they had it on replay like some of them do like there's like one that does crossfit but the rest of them have no idea but um (laughs) they kind of like through social media and stuff they're kind of okay like this is what you do this is they're super supportive like if i need vacation to go to a competition um 
like they'll switch around their shifts. They'll, someone will take my shifts for me. Like they're all super supportive. So that's really nice. It's a supportive bunch, which is helpful from what I've seen. And so you're in a standard hospital or Canadian hospital, if you will. Yeah. Right. And um, in the United States, you know, where, wherever you work, I'm sure your husband deals with this as well. It's like people bring in junk food. Oh yeah. So do they treat you do, like when they bring in food or they're like, do they say something like Emily, you're not going to eat this. Like, do they let it be known? They know. You oh, all the time, it? all the time. Like every day they're making fun of me for like my food. Like I'm like, you guys, it gets old. Like, <laughs> but yeah, I'm always, um, or they bring in, they have luncheons, they bring in donuts. They don't even bother to ask me. Like if they order out, they don't even ask me anymore. Just, <laughs> Emily does her own thing. It's fun. <laughs> and then they make fun of me for how much food I bring. Like, you know, Emily, you're only here for eight hours. Like, and I come in with my cooler and yeah, well, I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> Do you ever, have you ever sat down and made the comparison? Like, here's what I'm eating. We're actually eating the same amount of calories. You're just choosing to eat it through cake and cookies where I'm eating, you know, chicken and, and rice. Yeah. I mean, I've never actually done that, but it's true. And I think um, working nights is really bad for that. Like you go down to emerge in the middle at 2 a.m. and there's like McDonald's out and they've ordered pizza and it's just um, you're kind of you you kind of crave that when it's when you've had like a lack of sleep and you're kind of hungry but you don't really know because your body's like why am I up at this hour you know that's the kind of food you kind you crave so yeah problem <laughs> yeah I think so many people that work that overnight shift whatever the industry is they, they're tired but they can't sleep so they eat not realizing you're not hungry you're tired right yeah and then I actually, well, when I work nights, I actually do eat regularly. Like I just flip my day around. So I'll eat breakfast at like 11 PM lunch at like three and then dinner at like eight. Um, because I find if I don't, and then I don't eat all night, then I'm, then I can't sleep the next day. Cause you're hungry. Your body wants to be up and eating. And it's just, you gotta totally reverse it to make it work for me anyways. How detrimental is it to your training working? Oh, I know you said you haven't done it in quite some time, but how detrimental was it in years past when you were training for whether it was a sanctioned event or the games? Yeah. You know, I didn't feel like it was detrimental. I just hated it because I hate, uh, sleeping when it's a beautiful day out. And I just, you feel like you miss everything. Like you sleep all day. Like that was the only reason my training didn't really suffer to be honest. Um, it was harder because yeah, I had to go to the gym at weird hours. Um, I'm training at like 9 PM to midnight and then I'm training again at 8 AM. Like it's just weird, weird times, but, um, I made it work and I think it helped, especially like traveling to Dubai and places where you're 12 hour difference. It's the exact same as just switching to a night shift. Right. So that was easy for me. The time change was easy. Well, the good news is it's only nice like two days a year in Canada. Right. So easy. it's funny right now. What are you on about? Where, what, what's, where are you in Canada? You're closer to the West Coast because I know you train with, with Vellner once in a while, right? Yeah, so Pat and I are, we're just a ferry ride apart. I can see on the island. where he lives across. The, so he's on the island, I'm on the mainland, but we're both, yeah, Vancouver, so the very West End of, Vancouver, of Canada. So when you guys get together for, for training, whose programming takes priority? Depends. 
Um, he he's pretty diligent that I'm not gonna really convince him to do much of mine. I'm gonna be like, hey, let's do this. It'll be fun. Hey, like, but I'm a little worse that way. He could probably convince me more. So, but it, it it must feel good when you beat him in a workout that was his. Like, oh, it feels great. Like better than when it, when it was your right. Like I I came to your house, did your workout, and beat you. Yeah. They're, they're just okay. There's value, I mean, like bragging rights. Yeah. Before the games, like in a week, maybe I'd beat him like once or twice in like how many workouts do we do in a full week? Two sessions, three sessions a day. And I'd be just like on cloud nine. Like, yes. <laughs> so if you're doing that and because it's a ferry ride, you just have to stay there throughout the day and I've done out. that. It's yeah. only like an hour and a bit ferry. So you can make a day trip. He's come over here just for a day and then gone back. It's easy enough. So you have a gymnastics background. Mm -hmm. So you, you typically do pretty well in those gymnastic workouts, but you also typically do well in running workouts. What are you making a face? Like you do not agree. Do you not feel like you do well in the sometimes? Yeah. I mean, at the games, I would like event two. I didn't do as well as I expected. Um, that was the pig flip muscle up. The muscle up one? Mm -hmm. And I was worried about the pig. And then it turns out I fell apart on the muscle up. So <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You're worried about five pig flips where 48 muscle ups. Were you, was it confidence in your muscle ups or was it? It was. Of the pig? Well, the pig we I'd never done. So of course I was a bit like, um, worried about like how's that gonna feel um i don't know if you saw we had a homemade one that one of the gym owners made us um so pat and i used it and that was actually a lot harder than the real pig so that ended up to be fine um just I, was, ups, I just had um trouble uh with the lockout like um yeah my judge was very strict on that so <laughs> yeah live and well, speaking of, I'm wearing my head judge shirt. Um, I know, that's why I don't want to say too much. <laughs> no, no, feel free. I mean, I'd love to know who that was so we can bash them on the show. But um, when you go uh, out there, what's that? Well, I was just going to say, Pat actually had the same judge. We had this, we were in the same lane um, for that workout. And he said the same thing. Like, he got no rep a couple times. He's like, well, what did I do? Like, and I got no rep also. And I kind of um, panicked a bit and made sure each one was like, really good and you know that's taxing like that takes you know disrupting your kind of flow because you're trying to push it out so much so but he won the workout so i can't use that as an excuse can i well, i'll go back and watch because it's probably a friend of mine but and I'll, I'll text them later but so when that's happening to you is what's going more like what becomes the more prominent thought like shit i'm having to put more work in or is it that i'm having to put more work in than the person next to me or is it neither? Is it just like suck it up and go? It was kind of suck it up and go, but it was kind of like, <laughs> like when you don't, I mean, it's, I'm going to take note of that. And when I train now, make sure that it's not questionable because it would be a lot easier if that didn't throw off my like um, muscle up motion. Right. If I didn't have to I like, we're talking, I assume we're talking rings. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so at the top to make sure you've got the rep is a waste of your energy, right? So you don't want to be doing that. 
Um, but in the moment, that's, that's what I had to do to get, to get no more, no reps, right. To make them count. So where I was going with the gymnastic question is you also do pretty well in, in running workouts, right? Is, is there a connection there? Like, because you have this gymnastic background, you think you've developed accidentally like this endurance, or is it something you've focused on knowing that you kind of got gymnastics in the back pocket? I need to get better here. I do not focus on running at all. I think I did one long quote long, like a 5k run before the games, like all year. <laughs> Is it because you don't like running or you don't feel a need to? No, I would love to run every day. <laughs> um, you, you enjoy running. Yeah. I mean, you enjoy things you're good at usually, right? <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I've never been good at running, so I don't get it, but yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, so my coach does not allow me to, I've been doing a lot of sprint work um, because that's what needs more work than uh, like an endurance run. But I have not been endurance running at all. So pretty much since I ran the, I won the ruck run in 2019, <laughs> there was like very minimal running in my programs. <laughs> it's so just, this, if you're good at it, like why it's a waste of your time and energy, right? Like there's other yeah. things more work. At, at your level, it certainly is something I always tell people, like for me, for example, when, when I don't want to work out, I'm like, I'm going to do something I'm good at because at least it's fun, right? I'm not training for the CrossFit game. So me doing burpees in the garage is not the same as you running when you're, when you're good at it. Tell me, how bad was that rough? That to me was, I think every year there's just a workout that looks terrible. So this year it looked like the wall walk thruster workout. Mm. to me and then that year plus any the three mile running i should say too the, to the toes the bar weren't bad but i hate running but i'm sure you enjoyed that uh that aspect of it that was probably right in your wheelhouse then because you have the gymnastic movement as well as the as well as the run which you're good at yeah so exactly. you, when you hear a workout like that do you just get like excited yeah i mean yeah i definitely ordered my Reeboks for that one. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the, have you guys gotten paid for that yet? Um, we've gotten the form to like fill out. So it's, it seems like they're on it. I bet you we'll get paid way faster than um, like our games money. Would you, would you have changed? Would you have worn different shoes if not for that? I didn't even think probably not, you know, a couple of the, the runners that I, that I have out of Reebok are pretty nice to wear for runs. So it wasn't like I was going way out of my comfort zone to switch shoes. So you would typically train in Reeboks anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing a Reebok shirt. Yeah. Nothing. It, it wouldn't have been like, oh, we're nobles, but Reebok offered us this prize purse. No, I would definitely not going to wear or nobles for that. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's no comfortable. I mean, I know I shouldn't I, I you know what? I shouldn't say anything. Um, they look great. They look great. I date night. Maybe you should wear them tonight. You know what? I do have the trainers, like the leather ones. I like those. I bought them because more so like going out shoes. Yeah, totally. Versus training shoes. Yeah. yeah right, have shoes. Small feet. Hard to find nice looking <laughs> shoes like that. So how bad was that rough though? You're talking about the one where you had to grab a new, mm -hmm. a new weight every like loop, which like five times that. Did, did your low back get torn up like everybody else's? It did, yeah. 
but in the moment you're like, I felt it. I was like, Oh, my back's a bit scraped, whatever. But there's so many other things that hurt. And like, you're not worried about the scrape on your back at all. <laughs> it, it doesn't like phase you at all. You're just like mentally, like I've got to keep moving. Yeah. That's what's yeah. so different about you guys. Like you are, most of us be like, I'll be doing like a sit up workout and feel like a little bit I'm like, okay, I got to stop today. Can't have any of uh, your know, monkey butter, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but you guys will like run five more miles with that, with that pain. What was the work? I mean, yeah, that's not, it's you're crossing the stupid line sometimes, but. Certainly, certainly. I mean, but that's your, one of your two major careers, right? Yeah. So what was the worst workout as far as soreness this year for you? Oof. Trying to think, nothing really destroyed my body really bad. Um, yeah, Kyle says the thrusters. The That's thrusters I was sore from. Belder said, he said, I was thinking more from like this perspective, meaning like the lat and the oblique of the wall blocks, but that thruster weight, you, would you have 135? Yeah, it's heavy for a workout, right? Like, for 55 reps. Yeah, for a lot. Um, in the moment, it just, it was just sweaty. It was just hot. It was a grind. And I like, I like long workouts that are just a work through, you know, so I didn't mind the workout at all, actually, but afterward a little bit sore, but. Well, and that was one of the things I don't remember who went first men or women. I, I judged only the men on that event, but one thing I wasn't prepared for was how sweaty and slippery. I had Cole Sager in the first seat and I was like, this dude is swimming. Like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna hurt himself. It was down. a slip and slide. It was, yeah, <laughs> and then my coach was like yelling at me to stop stop wasting time to chalk up. But I was like, it's it's a necessity. Like the bar is gonna fly out of my hands. Like, yeah, I mean, it, I did actually judge women on that as well. But yeah, that was that was one of those where it was like I was not expecting it to be to be what it, you know what it became. And I think. Dave will often say like when he programs a workout, another one being the, the yoke carry, Yeah. you know, we were, we were expecting more people not to, not to finish, or at least not finish as quickly as everybody, men and women were. So, that, you know, it's always interesting when I think he misgages something that's gonna, that's gonna happen. Yeah, we were, I think the, the men were first on that one. And some of them, I guess were dragging the yoke. So we got a, a huddle with Dave, a talking to before we went out and he was like, do not do this. But I guess they didn't say they couldn't. So some of the guys thought, oh, well. He, you know, it's funny. I've seen him do that where he's like, don't do this, but it's not a rule. And then it becomes like, you're watching like, who's still going to try to get away with Yeah. And then it's subjective. It's like, does your judge want to stop you or not? Like, it's very, it's risky though. I mean, I don't know if it's worth, worth, especially in that workout because man it was sure when some people would finish and then you'd be like oh no I have to go do another round <laughs> I have to do yeah. all that again more, you know, more sit-ups more burpees you, you know you mentioned earlier your coach doesn't allow you to do that you're referring to your husband right yes so and he sounds like he's there right now he's now he's making what what did you just say for your sins that's why for your sins so, so 
talk me talk to me through that and is it okay if we say what your husband's career is yeah is that okay yeah okay i don't know some people just like so he's a police officer so he's probably a shift work as well yeah and then you have this crazy schedule yeah do you guys find time to you can find time together but how do you find quality time together because i'd imagine there's difference between hey we're hanging out and i'm watching you do a workout versus we're netflix that is quality time what are you on about well, him I, watching me train—that's quality time. For for yeah, I mean, hey, if it's paying the bills, I suppose it is. But you know, my wife and I have run businesses together, and there'll be dinner time, and I'm like, no, 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 you don't get to ask me business questions right now. Like, you could talk about anything you want, but no business. So, where, yes, where is that? We have a similar rule. Like, um, he calls it—he calls it his coach's hat. He takes off and he puts on husband hat. And then basically that means no talking about CrossFit. Um, and that's usually rest days we do that. Um, so Thursday and Sunday, you know, if we're having dinner together, it's, we're not talking about training. You're not talking about Friday's workout? No, I mean, of course I'll bring it up. And then he reminds me like. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we got to the point where we got our own Slack channel. So we wouldn't even text each other about any like if it's work related, it goes in Slack. If it's you know life, family, etc., text. So oh, wow. Maybe take that idea if you want. You could steal yeah. that. But then a nice little you know separation of church and state there. Yes. How did that come about that he was your your coach? Um, before he before he's laughing before um he yeah, worked as a he, he can eat on the podcast. I'd love to uh hear his side of the story i'll, I'll let you answer it first and oh, i'll okay. give the real version of events okay where's he from where's he from uh england <laughs> where, where in england my wife's from england where are you from lincolnshire where? i don't know where that is i've never we're going we're supposed to go she's from guernsey if he's East midland he says where's your wife from guernsey guernsey it's like an island yeah, no, that's not even England. It's a separate, a separate thing. Oh, well, don't you guys are all the same over there. Oh, okay. Hopefully, hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we were supposed to go there before the you know COVID and whatnot. But um, so anyway, how did you how did you guys get involved in coaching one another or co- him coaching you? Um, yeah. So before his career, now he um, was a strength and conditioning coach. So I I did meet him at a gym, but it was like a global gym. Um, and he had some, a couple of clients and he had a CrossFit event that he was going to, and he dragged me along and I was like, I'm not doing that. That looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, then like two weeks later, I was at my first class. <laughs> um, and then I kind of just, um, what would you say? I, I did well right away. Um, what does that, what does that look like in, in class? Like you're the best female yeah, like I came to the gym and everyone was like oh you can already do that and like my dad was an olympic weightlifting coach so i had the technique like i wasn't strong but um i knew how to lift i did i did the local competitions like i did really well um, i mean gymnastics especially from the female side if you come into crossfit and you can do pull-ups and any like that's usually where the biggest gap is right for women yeah and i think just like we don't do muscle-ups 
in girls gymnastics, we don't do ring muscle ups, but I think just the body awareness and used to being upside down and all that used to swinging on a bar like that, that's the crossovers huge there. So it was very easy for me to catch on to all the skills that I was learning. Did you, did you catch a lot of what was going on with, um, what was her, Simone Biles? Was that her name in the Olympics this year? I, I did. Yeah. I probably didn't. I didn't probably, I, I didn't watch a lot of the Olympics, but that was like, you know, in everyone's feed. What, what was your uh, thoughts on that? I, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, she pulled out of a couple events, kind of like mental health type stuff, and people really gave her a hard time. Yeah, so, yeah, this all happened during the game, so I didn't see it all either, because obviously we're busy, but um, she pulled out of the all-around final, which is like the, the be-all and end-all of gymnastics. Like, if you win that, you're the, you're the queen of gymnastics, the all-around. Um, and she won that, the last Olympics. And I think, I think at first I was kind of like, oh, like, why would you not try? Like, why, like, I know there's an immense amount of pressure on her. Like people call her the goat, same as Tia, like greatest of all time. And she is like, she's won the most. Um, but that's not to say that, okay, everyone expects her to do well. Everyone expects her to win. And that's gotta be a crazy amount of pressure. Um, but yeah, at first I was like, well, I'd rather see someone try and maybe, oh, she fell off beam because there was too much pressure. Okay. Then she doesn't win or something like I'd rather see that. But then I thought, you know what? Gymnastics is such a dangerous sport. And if you're not, if you're not fully committed to those skills you're throwing, like you can, you can break your neck. So it's like, that's, it's not just, oh, I didn't want to run because I didn't feel like running, you know, like these are big tricks that these girls are throwing. So your head has to be into it. Yeah. What's he saying over there? What's he saying? He's saying especially what she throws. Yeah. She, like she does skills that nobody else yeah. in the world can do. Like I've got to, yeah, I got to check it out. Is it, do you think being a gymnast prepared you for CrossFit, not just in the movements, but in the individualized aspect of the sport? Yeah. hundred percent. Like being up on a four inch beam, like flipping in front of so many people. Yeah. That's, if you can do that, you can compete in the heat of CrossFit. <laughs> you're pretty tall for a gymnast though aren't you yeah so i'm five seven so i was obviously shorter when i was competing um because you were growing you mean because you were young right? i was stunted whatever you look at. Yeah. <laughs> and then when i quit or retired which i was old for a gymnast i was 22 um then i really grew after that so good timing good, yeah good timing to grow i mean oh yeah yeah, if that had happened when I was competing nationally, like, I would have been Do you think you would have been taller, though? Like, you think, so I'm 5'3", and I grew up wrestling, so cutting weight didn't make me, I can't say it made me shorter, but it didn't help. Cutting weight didn't help? Yeah, you know, just being a wrestler and, and not eating when oh, you're, yeah. you know, 12 to 18 in the prime years of your life. Yeah. Not doing you any favors when your parents are, like, 4'9", et cetera. So would you say the same is, is, is true for gymnastics? I think some people, maybe. I think I'm pretty much the size I was meant to be now. I mean, 5'7", that's good anyway. That's just a good height to be. Yeah. So we have a six-month-old uh, baby girl. I would like to get her. I want to get her wrestling, which I've got to convince the wife still. But we've both agreed 
on piano and gymnastics. Perfect. That's the two I did. Is it? All right. So we'll do cool. Well, I'll need to follow up with this, but what is your advice getting, you know, she's obviously not quite ready for it, but getting your, your, your daughter into gymnastics. And hopefully this is not just for me, but those listening, I mean, we all know, like we've said, and coach Glassman back in the day used to say like a gymnastics background is key. Yeah. CrossFit. So what's, what's some advice you would give me to not be that crazy parent in this dance, but also to lead her to success. I think just um, like positive exposure at the beginning. Um, like I learned to walk in the gym. I just like mom and tots class. Um, and then as a kid, it was just super fun. Like that's all I wanted to do is go to gymnastics. And I think as I got more and more competitive, you know, the hours increase, the days increase that you're meant to go. And my parents didn't like some parents just let their kids go all the time. And those kids kind of burnt out by the time they were 10 years old, <laughs> like they were done. And I think my parents held me back. I don't say like held me back, but they weren't like super keen on letting me focus only on gymnastics super early. So when I was little, I did piano, I did soccer, like I did school sports. And then not until I was probably like 12, then I, then they said, okay, like, this is what you want to do. You can go five days a week. You can train five hours a day. Um, but but then, had they pushed you too hard in the beginning, by the time you're 12, you may not have felt that way. Like you were excited to show up at that point. Yeah. Like I wanted to go and I see some parents now because they want to push their kids, right? They see, maybe they see potential, like they mean them, they mean well, but, and the kids like don't want to go and they want to be with their friends and they want to do other things. And like, that's the work, like to do well in a sport, you have to have both. You have to have the drive and you have to like want to do it. So what do you think was the reason you got excited because it was just fun or because you realized you were good at it? I wasn't super good to start. I wasn't like the talented kid they picked out in the class and was like, oh, this kid's going to the Olympics. Like <laughs> that was not Emily. <laughs> um, I wasn't bad, but I wasn't the one with all the natural talent. You know, like I trained with a couple girls and we'd learn a new skill and they'd get it the second try. And then I would take 10 more attempts before I got it. Um, but then I would have the skill. I wouldn't lose it again. And I mean, there's pros and cons, but yeah, I, I just enjoyed it. That's, are, are you doing any coaching yourself? I'm not, no. There's no, no. <laughs> Kyle laughs because he thinks I'd be the worst coach in the world. Yes, you would. <laughs> well, the, re the reason I ask is I find the, the harder you had to work to become good at something, the better a coach you are. Mm -hmm. Right. So hearing you say that makes me believe you would be a good coach because you understand, not only do you understand the struggles that they're going through where someone that was just gifted and could do things on their first try wouldn't understand, but you also understand what they need to do to improve. True. And I think I coached gymnastics for a while after I was not doing it. And I think you're right with that way. Like I remember learning that skill and how I did it and took me this long and yeah. Um, but CrossFit <laughs> that didn't happen so much. There wasn't that big learning curve. So, you know, maybe trying to teach a muscle up. Oh, you know, you just like do it like a kip, like a gymnastics. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, you both realize you're, you're doing pretty good at this CrossFit thing. 
what was the deciding factor to say, Kyle, you're going to coach me? Or was that prior to a relationship? No, relationship first. Um, I think I moved, I left the gym that I was at um, and switched to a different gym. And the other gym was more of a, it wasn't like your classic CrossFit with classes. Um, so there wasn't really a coach. So I was kind of like needed them at the time with plans to drop them later. <laughs> Tell him I said that. He's gone now. <laughs> um, so here it is. So and I, he really helped me and I really improved like under his programming. So it kind of just worked. And then we continued on and then I made regionals. I made the games. I made the games another two times. Like now I just can't, can't shake them. <laughs> you know, we, we had uh, Jeff Adler on with his coach, Kat Caroline. <laughs> They're also in a, in a relationship, not married, but, you know, I kind of asked them like, how hard would it be to fire your, your coach? You know, is that even, is there anything that could cause that at this point? Is it just like, hey, we're in it together? <laughs> How many times have I fired you? Oh yeah, Kyle's fired <laughs> I guess, Yeah, I guess we have to ask. Let me let me ask Kyle. What uh, what's the most frustrating thing she does, not as an athlete, but as your wife? <laughs> not the most. Not, not in a personal way. I mean, because she's your athlete, but like she can get away with it because she's your wife. Well, that's the thing that we've developed over the years. So I'll turn it so you can see my open mug. But uh, nice to meet you, by the way, Kyle. Um, the thing we've developed over the years is that actually when I'm a coach, I am a coach. I'm not a husband. And we've developed that over the last, what, five, four or five years? Yeah. And I say to her, look, whenever I say things that uh, I'm saying as a coach, it may sound mean, but you've got to take it as an as a structural criticism or whatever. And it's not, um, it's not intended in a bad way or anything like that. It's to help her develop as an athlete. Um, a, a prime example is, I suppose, the E. coli thing that happened with her swimming in the water. That was on my list, yeah. So you got yeah. E. coli in the first event of the weekend or the week. Yeah, and like she gets through, does great in the events, gets through the day, awesome, goes through the second day, has her rest, and then the second day evening starts feeling, for better or word, like crap and uh excuse my french um but then friday comes around and she's on the verge of death's door and i've never i've never as a husband i've never seen her so sick and i had to differentiate between being a husband and a coach and say look you've got to get up and you've got to go do this thing and as a husband that was a really hard thing to do and i think probably receiving it as a wife and but as an athlete as well was tough uh, so deliver that. That was the hardest thing to do, but it just shows her tenacious attitude that she has, and um, just gets on with it, right? So, are you coaching anybody else? Uh, I am, yeah, yeah. Is, is it a secret? I mean, you say <laughs> no, that no, it's not a secret. No, no, no. So he coaches. I don't know, Adam Davidson. He's um, he made the games last year, and this year he was close. I think he would, he made last chance. Did he? he was in, no, he didn't make last. He chance. was in Atlas. That was for men. I don't know if you know, like saw those names. That was the hardest. Yeah, and he came eleven. Um, so he the did Canadian, well. The event in Cat. That's a Canadian event, right? Yeah. So our semifinal. I think yeah. Adam finished eleven. He he would have made it in any other semifinal that did those same online workouts. So it's a bit disappointing for him this year, but um, he's got a lot of potential and. We've been enjoying training together. Yeah, he's awesome. So that, the, I guess the reason I was asking is 
it, it's different male, female, but with Kyle, has he ever like, cause he can pull the like, hey, Adam doesn't act like this when I say that. Adam is the men version of me. Oh yeah, so he's just, it's a, fine. he's another wife. <laughs> Adam and I are the exact same person, like literally everything. So if he, he can't put one of us against yeah. each other. If, if, if I divorced Emily, I could marry Adam and there'd be no difference. <laughs> hey, yeah. You know, you only you only coach your spouses, I guess, Kyle. Is that the yeah, it's clearly yeah. And I think Kyle's been quite um, I don't know what the right word is, but he's said to me often, like, if you don't feel like I'm giving you what you need, or um, for better for phrase, like, good enough to be your coach, like, if you feel you need someone else, um, like, no hard feelings, like, take, take, take the stress off me. Go ahead, knock yourself out. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was an invite. Yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't pick up on the warnings. She just keeps going. There's not a whole lot of money in coaching your wife, is there? There's not a whole lot of money in, in uh, watching her either, but that's all right. How, how, how was it for you, you know, talking to, to Patrick and like Ab, for both of you, we've talked to and, and Jeff and Caroline stayed in the States um, after getting ready for the Rogue Invitational. How, yep. how challenging was everything that was going on just in travel and even in your own training? Like, for example, you had to do an online qualifier versus an in-person um, event. Yeah. So, so I much- think I was going to, that was probably the worst is, was getting through um, the open quarterfinal semifinals for me because um, I compete better in a live competition just because there's more like odd object running, like things that I tend to thrive at better. Um, so I, I knew that was going to be the main challenge. Um, and it, I did well, like, I wouldn't say competing online is really a weakness of mine anymore, which that's been nice that this year's shown that. Um, and then I think traveling, um, we both, I think we were just more worried for our jobs, to be honest, <laughs> like to get back. Um, cause we both had to work. We both work in, well, public Frontline. Yeah, frontline. And you don't have to get into it, but I assume you both had to get vaccinated or at least, you know, in the hospital and the police, right? So, yeah, uh, sure. So that probably made it a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, it made it easier coming to the games because you just had to show that, oh, you're vaccinated and they wave you through. Like, that was perfect. But to get back into Canada, it didn't make a difference. Like, we still had to jump through the hoops and do the tests. And I mean, it was fine. It's very doable. But yeah, Jeff was saying, because he got vaccinated, it was just so much easier for him compared to the athletes that weren't who had to get tested repeatedly. Um, yeah. how, how did that impact you? I mean, I had it and I got like a little chills, like nothing terrible. My wife was like, I walked in one day, this was the same day and she's crying and I'm like, what's wrong? Like, and you know, she felt terrible. Did it impact your training? Uh, well, I, didn't, I never, got COVID. The vaccine. Oh, the vaccine. Sorry, I thought you meant COVID. <laughs> no, no, just because I'm saying like people got the vaccine and they felt it. Jeff said it cost them like four or five days of training. Okay. No, you know what? I was totally fine. We were both totally fine. A little tired, but um, it's funny. Sorry. We got our second doses right around semifinals and Pat actually did his like three days before we competed. And <laughs> And I messaged him. I was like, what are you doing? Like, just wait till the week after. But um, his baby was being born too. Like he had like three high stress 
things all happening at the same time. And they still won the comp. So who am I to say anything? I don't yeah, know. no excuses. <laughs> it was interesting because at the games, I noticed, at least on the men's side, him and Brent were the only two ever wearing masks. Yeah. So I was starting to wear a mask too, because just because like people get so close, they're leaning over the fences. And I think, like I said before, it became a little bit of a concern to get home because none of us wanted to stay an extra two weeks on our own dollar. Because if you you wound up getting it, even though you had the vaccine. Yeah. Because at that point, it wasn't a matter that you'd be kicked out of the competition because you weren't going to get tested again. It would be a matter of if you were stuck. I just assumed that they didn't they hadn't been vaccinated and they were protecting themselves but i guess no well, friends too. i can't speak for but pat's definitely because he's healthcare too right he's definitely yeah, vaccinated yeah well, cool um yeah no did you get tested for e coli or did you just know because of you were in the water and i assume there was some toilet time you know <laughs> because of it like yeah. were you just <laughs> like i probably have e coli or is that something you got tested for um, I never got tested. Everything matched up. I, I saw the medical, the medical team and the doctor said they're like, I guess they can't say hundred percent sure, but they were sure. <laughs> and, you know, that's funny. Cause Jeff mentioned almost the same exact thing that Kyle just said and he couldn't eat. And I'm, you know, I wonder if he wound up having the same thing. There were, I mean, me, it hit really hard. Even Pat, like you said, his guts weren't right. Like, <laughs> He was, um, but not, he wasn't as sick as like, I was like very ill. So drinking like stagnant lake water, not ideal when you're getting ready for a five day competition. What, what's your go-to? Like you finished the events, you're done with the games. What's your go-to meal? what do you guys do in uh, Madison? What did we do? Ian's we pizza. Went- well, we got some deep fried cheese curds. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Yeah, and then um, we went to Vegas actually a day later for like three days. So <laughs> all the food there. <laughs> yeah, and was is there partying going on after a, a competition like this? There was a few drinks. I mean, my stomach still wasn't right though from <laughs> getting sick. So uh, almost relapsed there, but. Gotcha. Ah. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up, I, d- I did want to give you the opportunity. First of all, Emily underscore Rolf 19. What's the 19 signify? Um, I think Emily Rolf was taken. Throw a 19 in there. 19 some- is my lucky number too. <laughs> gotcha. And we have some great sponsors. So is there anything we can do? Is there any direction we can push people to check out to uh, support your sponsors? Um, like you said, just check out my Instagram page. There's a link, link tree there. Easy, easy enough. How is this coffee though? It's pretty good. It's like grumpy grounds. The, the guy that makes it is, um, he like roasts it at home. He's got, well, he's got like an industrial like office, whatever, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's I, a, I will it's, not go back to Starbucks. <laughs> what's your, what's your go-to coffee? I'm sure Kyle is super caffeinated just being a police officer they're always drinking you know a ton of coffee to stay awake but what's what's your guy are you guys big coffee connoisseurs i am kyle actually does not drink coffee which is i know, I it's know. Psycho. he like 
we'll work a 12 hour shift, sleep three hours and have to go to work again without a coffee. I don't know how he is does he it. like taking like bangs or C4s or something, or is he just no caffeine in general? Nothing. Just abundance of energy. That's strange. That, those, I don't yeah. trust people like that, to be honest. I, know. Like, I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what's your, well, if, you, if you're big into coffee, what's your go-to? Kyle, what are you not, not for Kyle. Kyle doesn't drink coffee. For you, Emily. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle's good at ordering, though. No, I'm not. I'm not sure. So I, Kyle, Kyle knows nothing about coffee because he doesn't drink it. So we go through the drive-thru on our way to the games just to get pre-comp, you know. You Got to get coffee. Up. Both of you what did I order? A Grande Blanque? A bl- Grande Blanque. Yeah. And he just, I say, oh, Kyle, a Grande Blanque for me. And then he orders it. And the lady's like, what are you even They're saying? There's hysterics on the drive-thru. I have no idea what it is. Was he trying to order just like a blonde roast grande? Is that yeah. What yeah. And I just took grande blanque. <laughs> they just make stuff up. So they, they, I say it because I don't think twice about what I'm ordering because they have all these weird names and whatever. I mean, they say, they say venti. Well, venti is 20, but it's only 16 ounces. So that's just pointless in its own form. That might be a Canadian thing. I'm pretty sure in the States, a venti is 20, mm. but. I never, it took a long time for me to understand that. I didn't know that. But do you, do you ever, do you ever do your own thing at home for your coffee, Emily? Oh yeah. All the time. I've got like a, um, professional espresso machine there. Yeah. Well, best gift we got for our wedding was a Breville espresso. It's like the one thing we use every day, you know, for five years. Yeah. I have the Breville too. Does it have the grinder and everything on top? Yeah. That's yeah. So that's the we same put the, I forget what you call the thing that you put the, you know, you push it in and grinds and yeah, every, every, every day we hit that Breville and I've got, if you don't already have an AeroPress, you check out one of those and that way you can travel with it. That's what I did for the games this year, making, you know, I have a hand grinder made it in the the hotel room in the morning before heading out. That's, I'll have to do that next year because like the Grande Blancas aren't cutting it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, you know, for, for two people with not a lot of free time, I appreciate both of you uh, being on here. A nice surprise. I always like seeing the interaction, not just with coaches, but husband and wife. So very cool. You guys are clearly, you're clearly doing something right. So I wouldn't fire, fire Kyle just yet. Okay. Give, him a, give him another year. I mean, yes, he should probably learn how to order coffee and do that right. But outside of that, he seems like a, like a pretty good guy, so I'd keep him around. But um, one more year of probation, maybe. That's it, done. Yeah, I'll find myself. <laughs> well, he's got to, he's got some options now, Emily. So hopefully, Adam Adam brings it to next year, and and one on each side. That's pretty cool. But I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for for hopping on. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun. Thanks. It was good to talk to you. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub. Just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. 
I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb and ladies there's stuff for you too so head on over to docsparn.com use the code best hour and save 15 percent. you started your business to help others somewhere along the way you lost the capability of doing it on your own imagine how much different your business would be with an extra ten thousand dollars would you pay your rent would you buy new equipment would you pay your coaches more would you pay yourself what if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay.